Blog Talk Radio. For all the news you need to know, welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and we want to say welcome to another dynamic episode of the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So, big shouts out to Vibration Radio for always supporting us um, and holding us down over here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And so, tonight, you guys, you are in store for a special treat. Uh, We have a new guest um, that comes to join us this evening. He is an author. He's a speaker. He's a radio host. He's an entrepreneur. He does it all, you guys. (laughs) I'm talking about no other no other than Haki uh, Shakur. He's going to be joining us um, this evening um, as we talk about his book entitled uh, Mission Unstoppable Extraordinary uh, story, Stories of Failures of um, uh, of Failures Blessings. So uh, he's going to come on and talk about this amazing book. We're also going to get into um, a discussion um, because um, I was looking for a great male speaker to discuss some of the issues, very issues that a lot of our um, black males um, are facing in this country currently. So um, I got a lot of requests and connections uh, for this particular guest tonight, um, Haki Shakur Amini. Uh, Ami, uh, he's going to be joining us this evening, you guys. And so he can tell you all about himself and more. Uh, this evening. And don't forget, if you want to be a part of the conversation or you have a question or you have a comment, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or as many of you like to do, uh, feel free to send your questions via inbox to me on Facebook at Bianca Fly. I would love to ask your questions here live on the show this evening, you guys. And so what we're going to do is going to take a little commercial break, and we're going to come back, you guys, and we're going to welcome our special guest of the evening uh, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. There is a musical revolution coming. A mixture of jazz soul, and funk.
dropped off with the lyrical precision of the spoken one, Mr. Arrestus a day. And speaking of Arrestus a Day, make sure you guys go and check out his latest album entitled Existence, available on iTunes, CD Babies, um, and Amazon, pretty much anywhere you can listen to music. Um, go and check out Arrestus a Day, the lyrical soul artist, um, mastered and produced um, by music producer himself, Stephen Jerome Ferguson. You guys, you guys can go and check out Ambient Records. Um, at ambientrecords.com as well as on Facebook. And so uh, tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are welcoming our special guest, uh, Haki. Um, he's going to come on, discuss his book, Mission Unstoppable Extraordinary. And we're going to delve into some topics a little bit later in the show, you guys. And so we're not going to delay any further. We're going to bring the man of the hour on here. Haki, you there? Yes, good afternoon, good evening, uh, Sister Bianca Fly. How's everything? Everything is great. Look, you have to help me with your name. I said I know I'm, I'm, I'm destroying uh, his name to the tenth power. So, <laughs> you, yeah, you got you got some of them. You got some of them. Uh, it's Haki Shakur, uh, me, like. I'm me. I'm me okay. not you, but I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, that. I uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, absolutely, definitely well, appreciate appreciate that. Thank opportunity. you for uh, joining me this evening. I'm I'm glad that you took the time out to come and hang yeah, out with me yeah. for a bit. Definitely appreciate it. Certainly, certainly. Absolutely. Definitely. So, um, Aki, for the folks out here, this may be their first time being introduced to you. Their first time hearing you speak. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Aki? Well, certainly. Uh, I'm Haki Shakur Ami, uh, the success scholar, not a success scholar, but the success scholar. So, um, you know, born and raised in the Baltimore metropolitan area. Uh, I've uh, been a little around in the mm-hmm. Baltimore area as well as uh, the D.C. area. I didn't, uh, although I was born and raised here, I did leave. Uh, the Baltimore area, and I went actually directly into the Navy, um, you know, at that time. I went, like, literally after, one month after I graduated, I was 
<laughs> I was gone, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. so I left and I did five and a half years active duty. Uh, got out. I, I realized I needed to be back and come. I'll be more of a servant, you know, to our community. And you know, I left and got conscious, aware, healthy, healed, and transformed. You know, on on different levels. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I, I could uh, be a better asset uh, for our community and for our people and and for myself by, you know, mm-hmm. having a little bit of, of freedom and uh, being accessible to, uh, you know, my, my community. So I just, you know, open with that and say, you know, say that first. Absolutely. Now, growing up um, in Baltimore, um, because we um, – have seen things transpire in Baltimore um, on the media, but actually for the folks living there, um, they also get the, you know, the the inside scoop of of various things that have taken place in Baltimore. And so for Mm -hmm. you, did a lot of the things that has taken place in your city, in your community, did that affect you and absolutely push you to want to make moves and want to, you know, create, um, positions to where you could, you know, get out here and be accessible to people who were in need of your yeah. services. Right, right. Well, yeah, certainly, absolutely. I mean, you know, what it's, you know, what I, what I see in the streets today and, you know, I've, I've worked in uh, youth development um, right. you know, directly after I got out, you know, uh, for the mayor's office of employment development. Uh, and I realized that, you know, the challenges that, you know, even I, I saw, you know, coming out and being an honorably discharged veteran and, and really skilled and having, you know, knowledge and, you know, decent health and all other barriers that, you know, that sometimes people try to put in front of, you know, our young people. I, you know, had overcome many of them, but I saw the challenges actually still, uh, you know, with, with, with myself, the stereotypes, right. the, you know, the undermining. And so, you know, I, I always you know, took an attitude that, you know, I, I needed to always do better, you know, after, you know, you experience some challenges uh, right. you know, coming out and, and not, you know, necessarily getting uh, the right positions or the right, you know, having the right networks or, you know, progressing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. you know, sometimes you know, I realized that I needed to uh, step my game up, you know, on different levels. Uh, and, I, you know, and I'm continuing to, to step, my game up, but uh, you know, I was not necessarily just coming up. You know, I mm-hmm. wasn't immune. I wasn't immune to uh, some of the, the forces. You know, right. we, we know these different forces, be it uh, the various uh, influencers that are uh, disproportionately in our community. Uh, we we see it. We know what's going on. Sometimes we, we're, you know, as a young person, we're not necessarily aware unless we have individuals directly around us that are drilling right. us like, you know, like in, right. in, a, in a boot camp style, like, look, this is, you know, you got to stay away from these, these type of things. And, and, um, and, and you got to fill yourself up with various balanced uh, in life enhancing progressive ideas. Yeah. So, uh, and that, that's, that's the unfortunate thing. We don't have the, the negative um, influences we don't have the institutional power uh, to to transform our community, and many people, you know, black men, 
actually give up mm-hmm. or they, they have uh, succumbed to many of these uh, adverse forces that eventually once they're able to turn themselves around uh, from some of the, the negative lifestyles, choices that many of us have been trained and programmed into uh, committing subtle suicide with, we, we, you know, we're not able to come around and, and be a positive example after you know, some time in our life. So, you know, fortunately I've, I've been able to overcome many of these things. Absolutely. How can you, for you, um, just just looking over our youth, um, our youth of today versus mm-hmm. where our youth was 10, 15 years ago, what do you believe is the difference, noticeably for you um, and in your community, What what is the difference between the mindset of our youth today versus the mindset of our youth that, that we knew of 10, 15 years ago? Well, I want to say that I think that the the level, the intensity of, of what I would call the, the warfare, I, I believe that it's, it's more intense now. Uh, for instance, I'll just give an example. When, you know, I left uh, and got away, there was a time, for instance, when um, – People would would I just use the example of drugs, you know. Yeah. People were just smoking like one little piece of marijuana, right? And, you know, <laughs> and, and and I see today, it's like people are you know people are smoking like blunts, like their cigarettes, right. you know. Right. I mean, and I don't want right. to exaggerate, but I, I see, yeah. I see, I see it. Um, you know, people just then people outside in front of everybody, and it's like they don't care any time of day. And, I, right. I, and I'm sure that people, you know, people did stuff like that, but it's just like this, this uh, the various types of uh, the diversity as well yeah. of, yeah. of um, chemical warfare, what I, what I call chemical, or chemical enslavement, shall I say, mm. Uh, mm. Is, is heightened. You know, and we yeah. know the legal or, or prescription drugs. I mean, it, it's just it can get ridiculous what what you know what people, uh, young people are experimenting with today. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and and the thing about it is that it almost seems to be, you know, back in the day, like you speak, when people were smoking, quote unquote, as they used to call them, joints. <laughs> joints right, right. back in the day, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like a discreetness you know if they saw an elder walking by they would be quick to try to put it out or you know put it to the side whereas now it's just out in the open you know and it's Mm kind of like you you get what you get and so where do we go back because I always believe in going back to the root of things and discovering the root and getting to the root of the issues of things and so where do you believe the root of the issue of this you know chemical um, enslavement has has come well, from. And let me, let me expand on that. Um, yeah. You know, in terms of the there there what I call it there there's the slave matrix. I do right. a presentation, uh, and I don't talk much about this in my book, but you know there's uh-huh. a presentation I do seven steps to economic and psychological enslavement. But um, mm. 
you know, there's this uh, what I call the five forms of of the slave matrix, and mm-hmm. one is physical enslavement, that which you know we term jails or prisons or or you know ghettos that you know physically uh, prohibit our uh, mobility, and and you know when we are physically um, uh, held in various types of ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. that has a certain psychological effect, Definitely. you know, on on the development. You know, and I, I just use the example, for instance, of you know how, for me, you know, just just going like to D.C. or Philadelphia, like now. Uh, I still see my peers or people that I grew up with, you know, in in the Baltimore area, and they still don't go to D.C. for anything. And I'm just like, yo, for real, seriously? Like, there are some serious, you know, workshops and conferences, and, I mean, you can afford it. I mean, you you know, you can afford to take a 20-minute drive. Honestly, (laughs) you know, and I I lived on the west side, you know, Yale Heights area, and sometimes it takes me longer to get to certain events on, you know, East Baltimore, East Baltimore County, where my aunt lives, um, uh, you know, Towson and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, there are some definite institutions and organizations and, you know, conferences that we, you know, particularly individuals that, that live this close, I mean, you can – hop on a bus, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the, the train right. can go down. Right. So, so sometimes the, the lack of familiarity, the lack of inquisitiveness, or even the power of our imagination, uh, the power of of thinking, you know, outside of the physical confines of, of uh, what, you know, other people have, have designed for us. And unfortunately, if we, we're not aware, uh, we don't know what we are not experiencing, you know, in life. And, you know, sometimes I think about, uh, you know, my military uh, days and, and, you know, just having been mm-hmm. in different parts of the world, you know, that ex- right. certainly expanded my inquisitiveness and my curiosity. But I also realized that, you know, even if you're not physically able to to, to travel places due to the various economic uh, you know, positionings and, you know, we all experience various levels of lack of economic prosperity that would impair our abilities to do these things. But sometimes we have to, you know, plant things in our mind, you know, about a, a better place, a better world. And sometimes, you know, we, many young people, they they, they don't have these this type of cultivation. And this is where that, uh, you know, having the right instructors, the right role models in place. And so uh, that's that's one one of the physical slavery. Um, and I, and, and I kind of alluded to the psychological slavery uh, in terms of uh, social, historic, political ignorance, ignorance all for, resulting from the willful miseducation of the race. And this is where, you know, I mean, Basic things like having books in our homes, you know, yeah. having, you know, I mean, you know, and, and some, they cost money. Well, you know, sometimes you can go to thrift shops and libraries where the lives are burning, mm-hmm. and, you know, we can, you know, give our children, you know, the opportunities that we may not have had. And sometimes we 
think that <laughs> we we feel stuck and hurt up, right. you know, from what we haven't experienced. So I just I just mentioned those two. If you want to expand, more. yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm in total agreement with you. I think that a lot of times you have people who say, "Well, I don't have the resources," and, and the thing that I've found mostly, Hucky, is that a lot of our resources are hidden. So we have to go digging for them. You know what I mean? We mm. have to go. Um, and look for them, and and it's easy for us to feed our children and feed ourselves uh, readings of things that realistically have nothing to do with us in our upbringing mm. um, versus, mm. you know, finding things that actually nurture us, you know, and, and we mm-hmm. have to be conscious of that, you know, and, and even nowadays, if, if we look at some of the stuff that our kids are, are being exposed to at very young ages, through shows, through movies, through games and, and the internet mm. and the whole nine, we can see the mind manipulation, you know, that is kind of, right. you know, taking place. Um, and mm-hmm. then we have, you know, moments where people, um, you know, something may have come out in the news and people are like, wow, I, I didn't know that happened or I didn't know that took place. Uh, we see that, uh, mm. you know, Black History Month uh, is, is celebrated in February. So you always have people who are oftentimes surprised that who invented what, who created, you know, a certain day or who 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 built something because we're not given that knowledge so we have to mm. go out and seek that knowledge ourselves and and feed that knowledge mm-hmm. to our children in our communities more absolutely absolutely yeah. Agree. absolutely and so for you um haki i know that uh you have um also besides i, I said haki does everything he's a, he's a speaker radio host author you name it he, he mm-hmm. does it and so mm-hmm. uh, for you um, looking at um, some of the various things that a lot of our black males are facing um, mm-hmm. around this country and that we've seen take place heavily um, recently, yeah. um, just in the past few years, a lot of people have had various thoughts on what they thought, you know, some people have thought it was, uh, you know, a war um, against black people, a war against black males. Um, in your mind, what do you believe um, is the reasoning behind we're seeing? Because a lot of people have said, you know, well, this stuff has been happening for quite some time. We're just now seeing it, you know, seeing it mm-hmm. on the media, seeing it, you know, take p- place right in front of people's front door. So what right. do you believe? Is one of you know some of the 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 reasons why a lot of these dip, different epidemics against specifically black males have been transpiring mm-hmm. um, over the country. Right. Well, certainly, um, you know, I, I would say on one level, there's you know what's called arrested development, <laughs> uh, where <laughs> unfortunately you know, uh, manhood. And I have this book actually in front of me, uh, Dr. Amos Wilson's. And I'll, I'll send you, I posted a picture of it. It's, it's okay. uh, issues, issues of manhood. And this is, this is a sociological uh, brother, scholar. Um, okay. His newest book, he's transitioned, but they put out a book, you know, after he transitioned. Oh, wow. uh, issues of manhood in black and white and an incisive look in the mass into uh, incisive look into masculinity and the societal definition of African man. 
And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there's a, a theory that says when an object in motion, it will stay in motion until it comes upon a, a greater force. Uh, and what you have, for instance, people are now socially engineered, right? Both, yeah. you know, predominant right. uh, dominant society as well as as uh, black people to see ourselves as as always being less and always being inferior. And uh, we, I mean, it, it comes out in many different ways. And unfortunately, we believe that the only a uh, way to um, achieve total, uh, you know, our, our humanity is is through various levels of submission and um, and acceptance and accepting this inferior position uh, within this society. And unfortunately, that's you know not you know in, in our best interest. It's in mm-hmm. those uh, persons' in- interests who have always historically. Uh, had the desire to want what uh, either totally kill you uh, or to make money off of you first and then kill you. <laughs> and so we have to realize some things about uh, our uh, positioning within this society. Black men certainly and black women, of course, were brought to uh, this country not to. <laughs> Have the, the pursue life, liberty, or, or pursuits of happiness, <laughs> which was originally right. the pursuit of land. Uh, right. He wasn't brought here on a pinta to <laughs> the marina <laughs> uh, and all of this. And uh, so, realizing that, we have to understand that right now within this society, all the railroads have been built up. The 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 um, cotton has been picked, the tobacco and and everything else, the, the various inventions. And so the, the question, and there was a book out called The American Dilemma, mm-hmm. uh, which written some years ago. It's a very prominent book, probably like 900 pages on the Negro problem in in America. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he talked yeah. about what to do with, with the Negro. Uh, I, I believe this was 1940s, 50s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's but between that period, but what to do with the Negro? And so right now, you know, they they have declared uh, black people a permanent underclass, you know, wow. and, and 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 obsolete in the economics of of uh, this social order. And this mm-hmm. is where the concept of the invisible man comes from. The uh, was it Ralph Ellison, I believe, some years ago. Uh, Ralph Ellison, the Invisible Man. So we have to understand this and, uh, you know, <laughs> achieve value. You know, understanding that our value has been devalued. Uh, however, people feel about Monique. I mean, but you know, the reality is that we know that there there are you know various factual realities of of the undervaluing of our uh, uh, assets and abilities within the society. And so we have to uh, be, you know, personally in, in personal self-development mode in terms right. of our assessment and, and, and organizing and partnering and collaborating because mm-hmm. this is a team effort. This is going to be a team effort 
uh, to, uh, you know, first for an individual to move, but, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, people are caught up in these, you know, the various types of enslavement that they are not even productive uh, to us as a, as, a, as a community. And we, we, we can ill afford to have, you know, too many handicapped, you know, people when we're going right. up against individuals who have been preparing and winning forever against right. our, our, our lack of interest. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, um, Haki, how did, because I, I've wondered this for a while, how did, as black people, we create classes within ourselves? Because you have some, you have some people who honestly believe, okay, I'm black, but my struggle is not the same as some mm. of my my other black people. And so, and mm. I've had conversations with people on, um, you know, because, you know, some people feel like, okay, well, that's the issue, but that doesn't pertain to me. I'm black, but that doesn't pertain mm. to me. And it almost seems yeah. like in the black community, we have created our own social classes where other cultures have their classes. Mm. You know, you got the, you know, the rich, the wealthy, then, you know, and so forth. And so it's as if black people now have created social classes within themselves. Um right. How do you believe that we got to that point where it was at one point mm. in time we we all were in just one one class it was just mm. it was just one class you know right right well <laughs> there there's several, several book there's this uh, some interesting uh phenomenon with this and, and me let me just yeah. you know give give an example of you know how I came up and I'll just you uh-huh. know my my father was a postal worker in the city mm-hmm. of Baltimore. Um, you know, he did that for 39 years. My mother worked uh-huh. for the state of Maryland. So, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have like a whole lot, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't starve, you know. We, right. I didn't right. I can't clean it. I was raised in the projects, uh, nothing <laughs> like that. Um, right. You know, but, but, you know, I, I was close enough to the hood, you know, and mm-hmm. I knew people and, I hung in the streets, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I I was still influenced by various forces, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, my overcoming, you know, this this type of uh, what I recognized was a lack of development came through the power of of reading, you know, and from the age um, twenty to thirty one, I read a hundred books a year for 11 years on a diverse, yeah, thank you, uh, on a diverse amount of topics, right? So there's there's a former Howard professor, oh gosh, let me get his name. He wrote the, uh, he wrote a book, oh man, I'm going to have to get back to that, but he, it was in, it was during the 60s, um, black, black bourgeoisie. Right. So, you know, and he, where he, you know, as a, as a professor, he gave a, a very, very unique critique. And this is a very, very uh, classic book that a lot of people have read. Black bourgeoisie. E. Franklin. E. Franklin. E. Franklin Frazier. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think yeah. Yeah. So um, he was a sociological professor, you know, during the 60s, kind of along the okay. radical line, but he critiqued because uh, he was at, at Howard. And so he offered critiques and many people 
you know, kind of shied away from him because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, who is this Howard professor, you know, trying to critique us, you know, the, the you know, black establishment, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense. And so, uh, but, but my, my thing is, you know, about class, for instance. Now, let me just mention, you know, I, you know, although I, I do, I, I do still, I have an employment, you know, I, I, I'm, I work for the Baltimore city fire service. Uh, I've okay. been doing that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people like that. You, you do what? You know, cause I don't <laughs> like, when, yeah. I mean, it's like, what does that talk about? I mean, like for real, I mean, in the bigger scheme, unless I'm, you know, doing something relevant in the city or something like that. And, you know, but, but, you know, for, for real conversation, what, what I do is not who I am. I mean, you you know what I'm saying? Not not right. totally, you know. So so uh, you know, but, but when I'm out here, you know, doing real work, it, it doesn't come up much. But one thing I, I learned, you know, people have different perceptions, you know, different perceptions of what you know class that they are. They, they, right. You know? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it, right. And honestly, and I mentioned this E. Franklin Frazier book because the whole class uh, dynamic came from, you know, the European Karl Marx and, and Lenin uh, and Trotsky, I believe, also Karl Marx. He talked about the socialist revolution and he created the term bourgeoisie, uh, the, you know, the, who was the, you know, the, the, what was it, the, the working class, the, the, the proletariat, as well as the, uh, what they call the rich class, I can't recall what the term was, and then the the bourgeoisie were those that desired to be in the uh, the wealthy class, mm-hmm. and this was French, I believe, all over Europe. They had these different, you know, they were trying to create a, a, a workers' revolution where everybody collectively owned things. So, um, so you know, in the black community, for instance, I mean, I, you know, I just you know, we. I'm, I, that's my duty to dispel some of these things because, again, right. we have, for instance, you know, certain behaviors that mm-hmm. you know, that are like totally destructive, that are totally anti-life, that are totally uh, aimed at us as a people. That both black uh, <clears throat> who people say are the underclass or the working class or whatever these terms mean because again you got you know <laughs> you have plumbers and you know I don't know fire and police or uh, making more than some doctors you, you, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying so yeah, so, yeah. The, yeah so so and again and this, this is not you know sometimes you know I, I'm, I'm certainly you know not one to indict people to, to pursue an education or whatever people perceive as education. But, you know, I know that a lot of people go into debt, you know, trying to get certified and, you know, in a, in a job that may not even pay you <laughs> what you are worth. So that, that, that's right. why I try to make some wise decisions about that. Uh, so I just wanted to, to draw my point is that we have to be well-rounded, developed, people and not 
uh, commit subtle suicide, <laughs> not contributing to, to yeah, not contributing to this uh, system of racism, white supremacy, and mm-hmm. we, we can mm-hmm. do that through the transforming uh, uh, certainly of some of our, our behaviors, you know. And I'm a big fan of, and I'm not sure you know how much you know about Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. Uh, she wrote. Uh, she was a, a Howard professor. They kind of got rid of her, but they still kind of allowed her to be there sometimes <laughs> and teach. Yeah. But she wrote a book called The ISIS Papers. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, she, okay. Yeah. Okay. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> I remember that. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 So she, she she's very prominent. You know, I actually brought her to Baltimore maybe six, seven years ago. She transitioned now. But we oh, had over wow. 350. Yeah, we had over 350 people uh, present when you know I had her yeah. uh, speaking there. But we have to really look at these different uh, analyses because sometimes it's like we're we're running, right? Know, and and I I try to, we're running like a rat on a treadmill, and I try to look mm, at the, so the, true. The, the, the yeah the the wealth and and assets and and to assess like. Are we truly progressing? I mean, mm-hmm. or are mm-hmm. we just just creating lo- illusions? And this is what E. Franklin Frazier was right. was talking about. Right. He was talking about these these bourgeoisie, uh, you know, uh, illusions that many individuals mm-hmm. had, and, and you know, yeah. conspicuous consumption. Uh, and as a matter of fact, that that brings that brings up the the one of the, the one of the slavery points. I said there was five, and one is material slavery, um, mm. that which, you know, the term greed and lust for material possessions. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, a fake sense oh, yeah. of achievement and prosperity while providing us tokens of, of the American dream, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and some people want to do anything, you know, people want to do anything to achieve this. And this is what's happening in the streets, people trying to impress. They try, you know, they're trying to get some bling so that they can impress uh, uh, some 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 woman, you know. Uh, speaking of of the brothers, going back to to the brothers, they're trying to look like what they see on television, look like a rapper, you know, mm-hmm. who who many of them feel are their role models. And so we gotta like 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 let folks know most of these rappers they're not living that that lifestyle like that for real. Everything is rented or it's in, it's in the label name. They just pass the bling, pass the cars, pass the rims over to the next rapper, whoever's the next hot plantation slave that they're going to pimp and, and give him 50 cents or a nickel on, on a dollar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's real. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're going to do, uh, Haki, is going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We've got some okay. questions uh, from some listeners, sure. and we're going to delve into sure. this book as well, you guys. So don't go anywhere, you guys. We'll be right back with more Haki Ami right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of the Devil's Calling Car 1, 2, and 3. All available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy.
when cloudy day becomes the north. Negative perception, they root themselves in mother's garden after the storm. She received many blows from his shouts, hand and fist raised. Screams of plea, they ricochet like when hollow point hit wave after wave. When all you can hear is utter silence. Domesticated violence becomes play like a sad flute. No tone, no balance. Somber chord of sadness like a theatrical V in. Blinded by the dramatic, it was hard for her to see in. But if you know mother, like I know mother, cry. Bruises and scars camouflage like fatigue in her skin. No longer reserved, it's the truth she cannot hide. But all this drama is set to go up in flames. Facing the truth like a revolver pointed to the head. Too tired, victim no more. Murderous thoughts intrude the brain. This abuse upon her is likened to a cancer that's unwanted. Sleepless nights, a pattern without refuge. Daydreams to nightmares, realistically now the haunted. So take the moral to this story, my son. Do not replicate the love your woman. For he said to me, kingdoms bred your queens to be. Their thrones accentuate remarkable elements to see as her position stands mantle to your right hand and her existence will create generations of royalty 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 And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. This evening, you guys, we are joined by author and speaker, uh, Haki Shakur Ami, uh, as we are uh, discussing uh, some of the issues um, that have taken place across the globe um, with um, and specifically related to our Black men and our culture in general. And so... 
um, tonight as well. Uh, we do encourage you guys, feel free to call in um, to ask questions or comments, or you can just listen, um, as many of you are on the line doing, and we appreciate you. At 347-326-9139 is the number. And, um, Haki, we do have a question from uh, Miriam from Atlanta. She says, should we be teaching our youth more of our own culture in our home since most educational institutions don't focus on it? And if, in fact, we should, where do we begin? Well, certainly, uh, it's a good question. Thank you, Miriam, from out of Atlanta, ATL. Well, definitely, I, I would say, you know, for real, I would, I would, first and foremost, at this particular stage, you know, we have to realize that that public education in this country has been intentionally dumbed down. So, you know, yeah. first and foremost, um, you know, I would uh, at 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 a at a bare minimum. Again, I spoke earlier about having books in the home. Each Absolutely. black home need to ha- yeah. Each black home need to have you know five hundred books in the home. Uh, mm. But you know, if for instance you know individuals have the organizational as well as the mindset, because more so the level of sacrifice needed to homeschool need to be a part of the question. You know, I don't have any children, but I would not. You know, only a fool, as Malcolm X would say, would send their children to their enemies to to educate them. And, you know, we have to truly realize that, um, you know, there's a process of miseducation and dumbing dumbing down and uh, uh, school-to-prison pipeline uh, that's going on. But this is not to suggest on the other end of that, and I got this from uh, Dr. Jawanza Konjufu. He wrote a book, uh, several books. He wrote lots of books. If, if Jawanza Konjufu, if, you know, you can look him up, you can get, you know, the right knowledge. But he wrote several books, but he started with a series called Countering to the Conspiracy uh, to, to Destroy Black Boys. But uh, he also, you know, he, he later wrote some books towards uh, young women as well, but you know he talked about the fourth grade syndrome and how uh, you know young black males are targeted for prison at the fourth grade and they targeted for dropout at the fourth grade and so you know we got to be serious about our knowledge and, and and our academics and you know minimizing some of the distractions for instance of you know television you know it it it's theorized that black children spend a disproportionate amount of time now with video games and television. And, you know, I mean, not to suggest, for instance, some people say turn the TV off totally, but, you know, television should, should be a tool. You can use it as a tool, uh, particularly, you know, some of the more history channels. I'm always watching different things learning. So you can learn, mm-hmm. uh, you know, t- things from television, but it has to be with, you know, some academics that, you know, the reading, writing, and, and, and looking at the various STEM uh, fields that we need to be having pictures and images and, and songs and dance surrounded uh, by um, futuristic, the Afro, Afro-futuristic uh, type of uh, 
occupations. And interesting, you mentioned that because there's going to be a Howard a conference at Howard on Afrofuturism and STEM uh, that I'm mm-hmm. going to be speaking at on, in uh, next month, March the 31st. So, <laughs> I hope I answered the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And um, uh, Rashad from Ohio, he says, as a black male. He says, I find it hard to discuss some of the issues that are taking place locally um, with my son. However, Ooh. I don't, I do not want to not address them uh, because we never know what situations our children will be faced with. Um, mm. He says, so is it a good idea that when he sees things on the news, social media, etc., that we have a sit-down discussion, or are some things? we should be overlooking well yeah i mean that that needs to happen every day you know for real like every you know every chance that we get you know quality time and this is where you know families if you can establish times uh you know i know some people run around doing a little bit of everything but you know as we get older and take education of our children more uh, seriously, you know, we have to set these times up. The best time is the, the, the family time, you know, when people are having dinner in the evening and in our communities, we don't necessarily do that uh, anymore. Television has taken the place of, you know, communal, communal family time where people eating in one room, somebody eating upstairs, someone eating in their bedroom. So it's like Where's the the communication going on? Where's the development? Where's the bonding? Uh, that's that's a challenge. So you know, people, we we have to be responsible and and to to ask inquisitive questions. There's a lot of uh, uh, what's the term? Persons targeting our children's uh, perverts right. and pedophiles and, and you know weirdos Definitely. that yeah. are out here yeah. doing things. So we got to know who our children are talking to. Yes, Every single day, who who their friends are, who their parents of Absolutely. the friends are, what are they like, what 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 are they learning, you know, what are they teaching their children, what examples right. are they setting? We got to be protective. This this is not, you know, no oh, if the child, you know, you don't just <laughs> let your child be raised by happenstance, you know, right. just just oh, they just they do it themselves. No, you know, you got to guide them and put the necessary barriers and protections and institutions in place, the, the activities in place where uh, they can grow and to be able to think about, you know, their own self-protection. They got to think, you know, like, all right, look, these, this is what my parents have taught me to be aware of. So this is serious. And, and, you know, this is about survival. So, you know, uh, black men, you know, need to take it their personal uh, responsibility to uh, have a type of uh, protectionist uh, philosophy, you know, about, about, you know, raising our children, you know. So this this is serious work. This is not something to be taken lightly or half-heartedly. And this is why, unfortunately, we we have to minimize, uh, you know, the, the teenage, you know, early, you know, not, 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 you know, my my mother had me when she was 22. You know, not to um, to step on anybody that had children at an early age, but we got to minimize this. 
you know, I mean, and having so many children, like Dr. Wilson said, she, you know, theorized, you know, we, we shouldn't have so many children at, at uh, early age. So we got to, you know, even if we did had some uh, not necessarily developmental, because I don't call children mistakes, but some things that we could do better, we can teach our children how to have a, a more healthier uh, family dynamic. And having Absolutely. you know them you know responsibly, and this is one thing they need to be taught. You know, uh, parents Absolutely. need to teach their children like not to be out here sexing everybody and everything, and having mm-hmm. babies everywhere by everybody. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's real. So yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I agree more. I think that you know the the thing about it is that we're not having those you know, real and and raw and and realistic conversations with our kids, you know, about, Mm -hmm. you know, the things, you know, it's different. Back in the day, people used to write letters and and you like me, I like you and and all this other extra stuff. But now, you know, kids are being exploited. You know, young girls are sending pictures of their bodies to to different people. And the next morning they wake up and they're exploited, you know, on social media. Mm. Cause somebody has, mm-hmm. you know, leaked their pictures or shared some type of conversation that they've had, you know, with someone. And, you know, I think now it's to the point where we have a lot of parents who just specifically want to be just friends, <laughs> you know, with their children, mm-hmm. but you know, and it's all right to be, you know, have a close relationship with your child, but you have to let them know that you're also the parent, get in their business, find out what's going right, on with right, them, right. you know, find out what kind of discuss their stuff they're discussing. You know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. so hard, heart dropping to see, you know, parents on the news. And I remember watching a special, I think it was on 2020 somehow. And, and, and these parents, their daughter got caught up um, in a relationship with another older girl from high school. And they talked mm. about how they originally thought that they were, you know, just friends and they would play sports together. They had no idea, you know, that this mm-hmm. older girl was actually making sexual advances on their daughter, getting their daughter mm. to do things. And because they never had, you know, they never, you know, had a conversation on like, okay, well, what happens, you know, when you guys are alone or, or take place, they never went through her phone, you know, and the girl ended up getting her like in some, some heavy trouble and they did some crimes around their cities. But just hearing the parents talk about how they had no idea, you know, they had no mm-hmm. idea that um, their daughter was, you know, in these different positions. They had no idea that their daughter was even at, in certain locations at Pacific Times, mm-hmm. and so we have to be more aware of what's going on, you know, with our children, and so um, speaking of, of being more aware, you have this book, uh, Mission Unstoppable, um, Extraordinary, and uh, man, you have some amazing and some heavy hitters um, that have contributed uh, to this awesome, awesome book. Uh, you have right. the 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 greats of uh, Dr. George uh, C. Frazier, um, Les mm-hmm. Brown, uh, which is an awesome, awesome uh, speaker and motivator. And so what made you want to compile a book like this with, you know, just various people from across the globe? Right, right. Well, certainly. And, um, you know, I have to, you know, give them their, their props and, and, you know, they they, they are a couple of years older than me, they got me deep by <laughs> the years. So, so that they, they are my uh, respected uh, elders 
uh, shall right. we say, and, you know, I've uh, learned a lot from them over the years. You can say they're like, like my uh, mentors, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. So I've learned, I mean, to, to have both of them, you know, in a book and, and have both of them teaching me some things. Of course, I ain't going to say I'm like the only uh, <laughs> one that they taught or anything, but, you know, I'm, it's a lot of people that have been taught by them, but not everybody has a, a book with both of their uh, their pictures on it. You mm-hmm. feel me? You know, a lot yeah. of people, and, and it's not Photoshop. So, uh, but, um, yeah. People thought so, you just um, placed yourself in the middle, huh? Yeah, some people said, said, said silly stuff. You know, you got haters up here. You Photoshop. Man, come on, man. I'm, why, why would you think? You know, like you've seen me enough. People see me enough places. It's it's more it's probability that I may know uh, somebody like him, like these people. You know, you you know, you see me at some of these different conferences. It's just like, oh, right. I can I can right. believe that, that he he did that, but unless you've been under a rock or something. But so yeah, so several years ago, four years ago, five maybe five, five six. Uh, I mean, I've, I've known about Les Brown. You know, just from hearing them and yeah. uh, Dr. Frazier, more so I read Dr. Frazier's work. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, about five years ago, I went to the Power Networking Conference. Uh, I was part of, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial drive about myself, even, you know, when I wasn't working or working part-time. You know, I always tried to, you know, study and, and keep some, some different types of cash flow coming in somehow. So, you know, went there to this conference in Dallas, Texas, and that's sometimes you got to expand beyond. You know, you got to go where you can. You know, Absolutely. sacrifice, but you know, I saved up my coins so I can get there and be around people that were progressive and forward. And you know, I'm uh, forward thinking, and this is where I can say that a black billionaire. I was sitting at the table with a black billionaire, so so uh, <laughs> that was that was a big thing. So um, so Dr. Frazier. You know, he was promoting and, and saying, you know, that he, he's trying to put together this book. So it was, you know, his original brainchild, and uh, and they put it together, and they said they're going to have it with Les Brown. And I was thinking, because let me just go back, you know, after I got out of the Navy, and, you know, it's been some years, but I used to sell, like, other authors' books. Again, as I said, about reading 100 books a year for 11 years, I began to realize that, other people needed these books, so I sold books door-to-door, not necessarily door-to-door, but at different events, you know, that I would attend or, you know, set up a table somewhere. Uh, so I was like, this made sense, what Dr. Frazier was saying, to be a part of this book. You know, there was some investment, a pretty, you know, steep investment, but, you know, you got to invest in your future. It wasn't just a book. You know, it was like a program in terms of personal self-development, listening and learning, you know, some workshops, that they did conference calls. So it was a, a total package type of thing. So now it's like, I, I, you know, I have this, this five, four or five year relationship, you know, people have seen this book with, with both of them. So it's more so like a credibility builder. Cause you know, you gotta be, you gotta be vetted by these people. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't just have anybody with, you know, in their book with them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So so being a part of this, you know, Mission Unstoppable, and there's some other authors as well that are a part of this book, but, you know, it was an opportunity for me to share 
you know, my story, uh, extraordinary stories of failures, blessings, and I'll share about, you know, coming up in the streets of Baltimore. I mean, I don't get, like, you know, gutter with it about <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. you know, happened happened in the streets. But I talk <laughs> a little bit, you know. I, plan, you right. know, I let people know, like, look, don't think, you know, I had a silver spoon in my mouth and everything was all always, you know, how I look today or how, you know, I think today or how the, the different type of aspirations that I have, you know, it could have easily went the wrong way. And that's why I'm so passionate about, you know, self-transformation and, 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 and the awareness of what, you know, young black men certainly need to do and what I need to continue to do to prepare myself to survive in this society. And so, it's it's been a you know a a long process to to really uh, get this book into the hands of of uh, many you know intelligent, healthy, empowered people, and to be a part of this with I mean Les Brown I mean you know he gets he and Fraser they get anywhere from ten thousand up to fifty thousand dollars to speak you know right. in some places right. you know <laughs> and so. Um, and so, you know, and they started somewhere, you know, like we all do, you know, and sometimes people, you know, they, they like look at me, then they look at them like, well, well, who are you? Like, how, what are you? You know, like, you know, what I'm, I'm like, well, I'm just like what they were at that, at that <laughs> age, you feel me? And so Absolutely. I'm like, look, you know, yeah, we start off and, and that's where, you know, consistent lifelong learning you know, uh, never-ending personal self-development and showing up at the right places and, and, and learning and educating yourself. Uh, you, know, you have to have a, a strong, burning desire to learn and to to grow and build your brand and, you know, other things that, that, that come along with building your business. So that's what, you know, I've had to, uh, you know, learn from them. So it's just been great. It's just been great. So I encourage people you know, definitely get that, you know, get the book, you know, read the different chapters, because not just my story, you know, this right. is other author, amazing authors' uh, stories, and, um, you know, it's, it's a learning process to so take one, one a message from these people like Les Brown and, and George Frazier. I mean, it can transform your life, like, and this is, you know, I'm, I'm saying it, it can, some story, somebody can relate. To one Absolutely. of the stories that are in here, right? So, Absolutely. and that's what you find. You gotta sometimes, you know, you may not have that role model right in front mm-hmm. of you. You know, you have to, you know, books have to be like that, that, that kind of um, that rope for you to grab hold to and say, let me, let me kind of duplicate and and learn from this person. You know how to how how they overcame it, and that's mm-hmm. what it means mm-hmm. by failures, blessings. Your failures can be blessings if you learn from them. So, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, for you, uh, Haki, at the end of the day, the the work that you put in, the the, the efforts that you put in for the community and for those who come in contact with you, um, what kind of legacy uh, do you hope to leave Um, on this world? Mm. Well, good question, good question. So, you know, I, I I believe that that knowledge, you know, is 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 what frees us. You know, so mm-hmm. I want to people to think, and and it's happening. It's it's happening. I mean, I just make it plain, like when people, 
to think about me now, and and I share the story about the hundred books a year, and I and I didn't know this at at that time, but uh, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, he shared how he did one hundred books for seven years. I didn't mm. realize that, <laughs> so I heard wow. you know him uh, add add over that. So you know, I just realized that. You know, I have a destiny, uh, I have a whoever, you know, not that I can, like, totally end up how they have, but, you know, you got to keep on grinding. you got to keep building, keep working, as well as uh, developing, you know, healthy lifestyles and, 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 and putting that image out. So that's where, you know, I try to, you know, keep some balance in terms of, you know, knowledge and, and, and then being upright, as well as, uh Encouraging us to have healthy habits as well. Okay. So those are some of the things I wanted wanted to be and and being a servant, being a true yeah. true servant in our community. Absolutely, absolutely. And so uh, for the folks out here, Haki, who want to be able to keep up with you, maybe you're going to be in their area holding some speaking engagements, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, Tell the folks how they can connect with you as far as um, social media and, and all those great things. Right, right, right. First, um, my website is Success Scholar, uh, Success Scholar, H-A-K-I dot com. That's dot com. Again, I'm not a Success Scholar. I am the Success Scholar. And you can look me up by, say, Instagram on Success Scholar as well as on Twitter at Success Scholar number one on Twitter. Um, uh, and you know, just stay connected to to those things. A lot of good things happening uh, with you know some other film projects that I'm in. I'm in this uh, film project, Black Friday, Part Two, and um, I'm also I was in the Showtime um, show on H. I'm sorry, not HBO Showtime called Homeland. So I'll be in this episode coming this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was interesting, you know, it's interesting because Les Brown, he, he, there's a film out called Fifteen Seventeen, and he, he did a voiceover for that, so he, he's kind of, that's a Clint Eastwood movie, so he did something with that, so, so I'm like, all right, go, let's go, because you know, I mean, his success. You know, I, I I can ride that with my image in the book. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, it, Absolutely. it opens up conversations. It, it, yeah, it opens up conversations. So, um, Definitely. yeah, yeah. So that that's what what I have going on. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we definitely want to thank you so much for for coming on here and just sharing with yeah, us yes. and, and enlightening with us. And we, and we need more of it um, because, as I tell folks all the time, you don't know what you don't know. You know, and so to be able to yes, connect yeah. with people who can uh, pour into you and inspire you to do great things in this world, you know, that's what we need more of. And so, just want to thank you so much for joining me this evening. You got any right. um, final good. words or, or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? But that's pretty much it. I just want to say, um, okay, I just I put out this this first book. I wanted to mention. You know, another mm-hmm. book by Dr. Amos Wilson, uh, The Psychological Development of a Child, that's one book, mm-hmm. as well as Awakening the Natural Genius of the Black Child, 
um, oh. as well as, uh, and I just actually posted this on LinkedIn, uh, State of Emergency, We Must Save Our African-American Males. That's Dr. Jawan Zukunjufu. Um, okay. So those are some of the tools that, that I use that when I'm, when I'm, you know, working and teaching and, and doing workshops. And, you know, feel yeah, free yeah. for those that are out here listening, feel free to invite me to uh, some of your uh, your events, speaking engagements, however, you know, calls, live streams, however you want to do it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested in continuing the work and the legacy, you know, many of, of the great um, – uh, ancestors and elders have come before me, so you know I only stand as a as a as a humble servant. So thank you uh, for this opportunity. You are very welcome, and I hope you have a great rest of your evening and weekend. And we would definitely love yeah. to have you back on here again real soon. Sure so we'll thing, sure thing. Okay. Uh, connecting with you and appreciate your time. And so you have a good one, and I'll Sounds be talking good. with you again soon. Sounds good. Enjoy your All evening. Right. Peace. Yeah. Thank you. All righty. Bye. All right, you guys. That was Arthur and speaker, uh, Haki Shakur. I mean, you guys, uh, you guys can go and connect with him, a success success scholar, um, Haki, uh, as well as Facebook, Instagram, you name it. And make sure you go and look out for the book, Mission Unstoppable, Extraordinary Stories of Failures, Blessings. Uh, so that's available on Amazon.com. Um, and you guys can go and connect with Haki as well on social media. And so uh, with that said, folks, um, coming up next Tuesday, we're going to have a Sharon D. Moore um, on the show. And she's going to be talking with us um, about her uh this book. Um, could you imagine having a dream over and over and over again every night for a year? Most folks couldn't. I think I would drive myself crazy, but Sharon experienced that. So she's going to talk about that dream. She's going to talk about the birth of the book from those dreams uh, in her book entitled In Plain Sight. Join us. You're not going to want to miss this. Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm so glad that you guys were able to tune in and join us this evening. So with that said, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys know it's Thursday, so we got to do a throwback Thursday song for you guys. And so I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show.
record song I replay Every three minutes and thirty seconds of every day uh, And every chorus uh, was written for us to recite right? Every beautiful melody of devotion every, every night This potion might, uh, this ocean might uh, carry me uh, In the wave of emotion that asks you to marry me In every word, every second and every third Expresses the happiness more clearly than ever heard And when I play them Every chord is a poem, telling the Lord how grateful I am, cause I know him. The harmony possessed, a sensation similar to your caress. If you asking and I'm telling you it's yes, stand in love, take my hand in love, God bless. Right, right, right. I want to give you some good loving.